that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2.10. Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. I am your host, Rich Vangen, and on today's episode, we discuss instructions to live by. Oh, just how much the name of Yeshua Jesus drives people crazy. And unless his name is being used in a blaspheme way, People don't want to hear it. If you spew out an expletive using the name of Jesus Christ, it's perfectly fine and accepted. But if you speak the name of Yeshua Jesus to someone, explaining who he is as the Messiah and what he taught, you will be met with eye-rolling, head-turning, hand-to-the-face opposition. But what can be said, especially in these last several years, about all the public displays of demonic symbology and evil characterizations. If someone dances as a devil and parades demonic characters for either movies or videos and such, that's just having some fun and it's okayed by the masses. Even derogatory connotations about God, Jesus, and the scriptures have become a frivolous matter in all gatherings and media circles to the level that people just brush it off as insignificant. They say, oh, it's just all in fun, not hurting anyone. Or they exclaim that those who oppose such antics are being too religious and legalistic. And yet, are we just being too zealous, being offended by all this? I mean, are we even offended at all? Quite honestly, Western civilization, including the current church, has gone beyond the point of committing spiritual suicide and is easing itself comfortably into complete apostasy. It's easy to understand that the people that are promoting the harsh and evil depictions as nothing but fun and harmless do so without an ounce of guilt and that they simply pass on the responsibility of restricting or limiting the visuals on the parents and adults. I mean, If you don't like it, don't watch it, right? But we also know that, for a fact, most parents and adults don't restrict or limit what's being watched or listened to by the kids. After all, all the harmless fun like Halloween or scary movies, they've been around for countless decades, and most folks should be able to distinguish between fantasy and reality, right? Well, if we were to truly take the blinders off, and really look around society, I think it should be quite clear that there has been a deeper negative impact on morality throughout the last few generations than what people might even realize. Most of the immoral attitudes and events that are happening in Western societies today would absolutely shock and disturb people from even less than a century ago. If you go back even further in time, you would find that most people stood as staunch opponents to this very demonic display that we're currently accepting today. I mean, to see how far our moral compass has gone astray and just how much our hearts have deteriorated and hardened, one only has to understand 
the apologue describing a frog being slowly boiled alive. The premise is that if you put a frog suddenly into boiling water, it'll jump out. But if the frog is put in tepid water and is then slowly brought to a boil, it won't perceive the danger and it will be cooked to death. Graphic, I understand. But it's necessary to understand why we as a society have strayed so far from where the God of the Bible wants us to be. We have, over time, like the frog, gradually accepted the small declines in morality by increasingly distancing ourselves from the very words that God has given us for our instruction to live by, the Holy Bible. Now, first of all, I know that not every human being that's ever walked this planet has believed in or followed Yahweh Adonai, the God of the Bible. Nor do I think that everyone will ever fully accept and follow Yahweh. Though we are all descendants from Noah and his family after the flood, since they were the only humans to survive, not everyone is stuck to the same path in life. It's obvious that most strayed to follow after their own heart, their own desires, and their own ideologies. So there are many that do not, nor will ever, be God-fearing men and women. But, to the many who do claim themselves to be followers of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob within the pages of scriptures, it is clear that most still do their own thing in life. Sure, they may claim themselves to be Christian or Jewish or believers in God and the Bible, but do they truly follow completely as God instructed? In my previous podcast and writing, I walked through the definition and concept of being a disciple, a follower of Yeshua Jesus, and a faithful adherent to Yahweh God of the Bible and His Torah. But, as I opened in this dialogue, there seems to be a rampant acceptance of many pagan and evil cultural holidays, feasts, and activities, even within the self-proclaimed church body itself. Even with all the understanding and knowledge of what the Bible says and instructs to those who would claim themselves to be believers of God, we also see that those instructions, or Torah, are not only minimized in their veracity, but even ignored or dismissed altogether is not necessary anymore. Modern churches have not only watered down the authority of the complete scriptures, but have gone so far as to cut major portions out as unimportant or archaic or even insignificant since we, as a society, have evolved and that those things are no longer applicable for the people of today to follow. So many, including the attendees of the various churches, have come to the conclusion that they know what is best for themselves. I mean, after all, the times and culture from biblical days have changed drastically and therefore they don't address the issues of today. I mean, it doesn't take a highly educated person to see that lifestyles and laws from the ancient Middle East don't quite fit neatly into the lifestyles and laws that we have now in our westernized 21st century. But, did God's laws or Torah change? Because that would mean that God changed. Does God change? Well, the Bible is quite clear that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, that would be conflicting. I saw a great explanation once regarding the laws of the Old Testament and 
whether or not they remain applicable. If a police officer showed you grace and didn't write you a ticket for speeding, does that mean that the traffic laws are now abolished? Are you now free to speed? No. How ridiculous. The officer's grace should bring you to willingly obey the traffic laws. His leniency was not a termination of the traffic laws, but rather mercy to guide you to the obedience of the law. Can you guess what this analogy parallels? If you said Yeshua Jesus and his pleas for us to keep the Torah or the commandments of God, then you win. So then, why do the churches today forego accepting and teaching the Torah? Because they themselves deem them archaic and state that Yeshua Jesus did away with them. Again, grace didn't make the laws change or go away. Yeshua came to fulfill the laws or show us how to keep them properly as intended by Yahweh God. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them, or meaning to do them. For I tell you truly, until heaven and earth pass away, not a single jot nor a stroke of the pen will disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So then whoever breaks the least of these commandments and teaches others to do likewise will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever practices and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus later on in Matthew 19 says, If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. You see, Yeshua was talking about the Torah, the Old Testament laws. That was the Bible they followed. So, since there's such a perceived drastic difference from the world of Jesus' day to our world today, the modern denominations have taken it upon themselves to adjust and reform the Bible to fit their ideologies and teachings to guide the people they serve. Since cultural norms have become more accepting and loving of people who choose not to follow the commands of God, it doesn't matter what the Bible may say about certain lifestyle choices. If you feel, and I'm doing that thing with my fingers, that a certain way is good for you, but the Bible conflicts with it, oh, don't worry. God loves everyone unconditionally. It's okay to be who God made you to be, after all. God accepts everyone, no matter what they say or do. Or so says the pulpits of most churches today. But is that really what God says? If anyone actually took time away from the schools, away from the influencers, away from the pulpit masters, away from the commentaries, away from the opinions, away from the upbringing, away from the creeds and confessions, to actually read for themselves the very words within the pages of scriptures, I truly believe that there would be an uprising against the very walls of modern church entities. Because what's being sold as church today is in complete contrast to what the Holy Bible of God's very words say. Jesus didn't come to change the rules. He didn't come to negate the laws. He didn't come to start a new religion. He didn't come to make new rules for living. Everything that Yeshua said and did was to show us all, 
the Jews and the Gentiles, how to conform and live the Torah. All his teachings, including the Sermon on the Mount, was expounding on the Torah laws and dismissing all the added man-made laws that the religious leaders of the day had added to the Torah. All the apostles still attended the synagogue, or church, on the Sabbath, which is the seventh day of Saturday. They still adhered to all the feasts and food laws. They taught all the new converts to emulate and follow Yeshua Jesus, who followed the Torah laws. And this was all the norm after Yeshua rose to heaven. Well, until man injected himself into the process and decided to make a few adjustments and modifications. Do you see how the heat was slowly increased to the water? The first century followers, Jews and Gentiles, walked according to Jewish Messiah who followed the Jewish laws or Torah to worship and follow God's decrees and laws given to Moses at Sinai. Folks, nothing changed. Until around the 4th century when man again decided to add his views and ideologies. And this very slow boil has been increasing ever since. But I have harped enough on that. It's quite simple. It really is. God is a God of all or nothing. I covered this in my last podcast in writing. And all I can add is that we are commanded to come out from among them. This might seem drastic to some. This might seem fanatical. This may be deemed quite extreme to many around, but I can assure you that if you truly want to be considered a true follower of Yeshua Jesus, you need to really consider what he taught. And to understand what he taught, you need to see where he got his source material from, the Torah. Now, before you go screaming, culture, and the like, yes, there are certain laws that are not applicable to all people. Foremost is that we do not have the temple to sacrifice and worship at anymore. The sacrifice was a command of God that was completed because of Yeshua's great sacrifice. No, we don't exchange donkeys and camels for a wife these days. Some laws are applicable to the heart such as circumcision or sacrifice. But if you take the time to look online at the approximate 613 laws from the Torah, you'll find that most are certainly applicable and can easily be followed even in today's cultural times. And having a proper and strict reverence to following the decrees of God will certainly alter the progression of our immoral culture. We are a society that is sliding fast into the abyss. Hell is real, folks, and people have accepted the boiling water so much that they don't want to get out anymore. They now embrace the immorality and the impending doom because they're blinded by the delusion of peace, safety, comfort, love, protection that they think that this world is offering. But you cannot call Jesus your Lord and Savior and still run your own life. Messiah said, follow me. He didn't say that he would tag along in your world on your journey. He said that you were to tag along with him alone on his journey. On my last writing and podcast, I opened with this line. If we invite someone in, they are in our world. If someone invites us in, 
We are in their world. We don't invite Jesus into our world because our world is of this world. And he told us explicitly that you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. And Paul, or Saul, wrote that we are not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we'll be able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. We're not to love this world or the things of this world. Yeshua Jesus said of his followers in John 17, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, so that they too may be sanctified by the truth. Yes, we are here in this world for a time and a season, but we are not to be like this world in any way. God's word is the complete Torah, not just select verses or fitting ideologies. We are to be disciples, followers of Yeshua, who followed the complete word of God. If your life isn't reflecting that, then it's time to reevaluate. If your church is not reflecting that, then it's time to find one that does. No place of worship and teaching is perfect, but we certainly do not want to allow or accept too many compromises to go unchallenged or corrected because, in time, the water gets to a boiling point where death is imminent. And that death has eternal consequences. Amen. This has been Rich Vangen with Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. Again, I thank you for taking the time to listen to these ramblings as God has laid on my heart some truths that I, myself, need to always be reevaluating and reflecting on. So I pray that God, through his Spirit, would be reflecting on your heart as well and giving you the blessing of Shalom and his Torah. Amen.